All right, I'm going to pee, get some water, get a shot. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. And this is episode 82, and we are going to be kicking it off at the 1 hour 21 minute mark and taking it all the way to the 1 hour 22 minute mark. I'm your host, Aaron, and, uh, you know, here's a jam for a couple of fellas. We all try to do what these ladies tell us, but sometimes we get shot down because, well... (laughs) We're a little overzealous. The key is playing hard to get because females get jealous and every dark tunnel has a light of hope and I think we'd all agree there's no need to hang yourself with a celibate rope. Ladies and gentlemen, forget pickup artists, mostly because those people are awful, but also because our dating techniques aren't built around tricks and treachery. Our program consists of one simple technique focused on building you up, increasing your confidence, making you more open to risk, uh, and all of that is the is really the key to success in life and romance. I'll, shell a, I'll share a couple success stories, courtesy of my APDC co-host here, Take Ryan. He's going to a movie. The movie costs five bucks, but he doesn't care about that shit. What he does care about is that just as the theater starts to get dark, he uh, notices a fine woman sitting in the row. Ryan, how was she dressed? Uh, dressed in yellow. That's correct. And, uh, you know, he's nonchalant about it like he just was here. He notices her. She notices him. She speaks, hello, come sit next to me, you fine fellow. And uh, I went over there without a second to lose. <laughs> and, and what did you do? I busted a move. That is the key. That is our system. Let's take one more scenario that Caleb was involved in recently. <laughs> you see, uh, Caleb has a best friend named Harry, and he, and he has a brother, Larry. And Larry Larry calls Caleb up and is like, listen, I know this is really short notice, and I know you're actually much better friends with my brother, Harry, than you are with me, but listen, I'm getting married in five days, and I really, really want you to be the best man. And uh, so I'm basically I'm telling you this on a Tuesday. The wedding is Saturday. Can you do it? And Caleb's like, neato. He buys a tuxedo. He shows up for the wedding. He's standing in line with the groomsman, just letting his mind wander. But a gnat or something gets in his eye. He starts blinking. But a bridesmaid just happens to be looking at him, and she thinks he's winking. And he think and she thinks he's kind of cute, so she winks back. And uh, which makes how's he feeling? <laughs> he feels really great because she's a pretty lady. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays it cool. He waits for the reception, which is jumping, by the way. Uh, He sees her, his heart's thumping, and you know what she says to him? Do you know what she says? She says, I want to dance to a different groove. And what does Caleb do? Caleb, what did you do? I busted a move. (laughs) You see, ladies and gentlemen, bust a move. Registered trademark, Autopod Decepticast, is a tried, true, 100% guaranteed methodology. Boost your confidence. Earn the love and respect of romantic prospects. And unlike our competitors, you won't do it in a creepy or predatory way. That's the APDC promise. You, <laughs> you know, I just realized that whole song is just falling ass backwards into pussy. It really is. Like, basically, basically, just be a bumbling boof. 
and uh, it's showing up. Showing up's ninety percent of it. You the, know? Yeah, the, the woman makes the move in every. And let scenario. me tell you, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, rappers' delight the other day because, uh, like, I love story rap, and like, I thought that that song is weird in that the last verse is just about food. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. takes a turn. Yeah. I just I love story rap. It is uh, a Good. thing I think I miss about. <laughs> rap I think I just like story songs because that's why I yeah. like like old country songs. Like mm. I like I just like the story about yeah. a guy who's right. got no legs. Okay. I don't know if I gave you a proper intro. I mean, you're introduced. Yeah. I'm Ryan. I'm Caleb. <laughs> Bust a move. Two men who found love, romance. Yeah. Through the method. Right. Bust a move. I did. Uh, quick note of reminder to anybody who's just picked up mm. on the Autopod Decepticast, you should not listen to this episode. In fact, I'd recommend really any episode but this. And or maybe don't listen the to the podcast one. at all. Who cares? <laughs> we're closing out on this journey, and we're basically victory lapping through the credit sequence here. And we've been covering the movie minute by minute for over a year. So I'd recommend you go back to number one. There may be even our Christmas Zero. episode, number 41. Or what the hell? Maybe you don't care about the animated parts of the movie and you only tuned in, <laughs> Absolutely. Tune in for the credits, uh, which is fine. But I think you're missing out. That is on you. Um, bit of news before we get into it. Dateline. Transformers. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. The Autopod Decepticast has news. Let's go to press. course we've said this will be the last time we say uh we're gonna be at tfcon mm-hmm. 2018 chicago come watch us embarrass ourselves doing what we're doing here more or less uh with our friend the legendary mike cyber absolutely and uh you know as to the timing we believe it's going to be on sunday but let's not worry about that you're going to be there for the weekend you'll be there saturday and sunday surely be there and be square uh, TFCon USA 2018, October 26th through 28th, Crown Plaza, Chicago, right over by that airport, baby. <laughs> That's right over by the airport. <laughs> but I've been looking, uh, I've been building a Chicago map, like uh, in Google Maps, because uh, I, I mapped out where the H.H. H. Holmes uh, castle stood, uh, murder castle stood, and, and where John Wayne Gacy's house is, mm-hmm. which is not that far from mm-hmm. our hotel, actually. Oh, great. Um, and I've been looking for uh, restaurants, not a whole lot over by us. Oh, so, no, no, no. You're not going to yeah. find. We, if, we, if we have time, I'd love to jump on uh, the train, and it's, it's only an hour downtown on the train. and uh, Only an hour. Their tra- I, look, I was on their transit website. Not good. Like, their transit is not great. I'd be better off Ubering down there and saving a half an hour. It's about 30 bucks, I think, is what I looked up. Well, it's like five bucks if we take the I wonder if the hotel has a shuttle that'll take you down. Maybe Uber down and train back, or vice versa. Uber down, train back. You decide. (laughs) (laughs) Last episode recap. We dove right into our first credit sequence covering the rest of the voice actors. We talked about Wally Burr Recording Studios. We didn't talk as much about Vince DiCola as we did his, uh, what was it, Ed Fruge? Ed Fruge. Ed Fruge. Ed Fruge, uh, which that was fascinating. We talked about Scotty Brothers. We talked about CBS Records. And we're kicking this minute off. This will be a powerful minute. The soundtrack song credits. Um, which uh, Caleb, I believe, is handling uh, for us here. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, Number of songs here, we've got uh, Instruments of Destruction by NRG. Yeah. Um, I know we've already talked about these groups a little bit, so Mm -hmm. uh, I was just trying to find some ancillary information that might Mm -hmm. be interesting. I'm sad to say I did not find much on NRG. (laughs) 
which not to say it's not out there, I just didn't find it. All I know is that drummer Lee Mangano formed something called Drum School in 1989, and it's mm. a series of instructional videos on, on drumming. Hey. Might be able to put one of those up on the sure. website. Uh, you know, then um, after that, uh, we got, uh, you know, of course, uh, Dare, you mm-hmm. know, Stan Bush performed it. Vince DiCola and Scott Shelley wrote it. Um, we've got uh, The Touch, uh, Stan Bush, written by Stan Bush and Lenny Macaluso. Um, I, I just know that uh, The Touch, and I didn't know this, uh, you know, obviously everyone knows that The Touch was in uh, Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, <clears throat> how did it end up in Boogie Nights? Well, actually, um, Great question. Paul Thomas Anderson made a film short in the late 80s, in 1988. Of Boogie Nights? Called Dirk Diggler. Oh, okay. And oh. so he took that and eventually and remade it into a feature league film. Uh, the Touch is in Dirk Diggler, 1988. Oh, I so had no idea. It, I don't know how he discovered it for his short Mm-hmm. But that's how it probably survived into Boogie Nights. And Mark Wahlberg, who would be in a Transformers movie. Yeah, that's an in- inter- interesting coincidence. I've heard that Mark Wahlberg has made fun of the touch. I don't want to vouch Aww. for any of that, but I've heard he's like said it like it's a dumb song or something. You're a dumb song. Yeah, Mark. But anyway, uh, however, uh, and good vibration. I don't know how much. <laughs> it's a I, classic. I, I, I'm saying that. It is a I'm saying one. that. Totally uninformed, and so okay. do your own. Maybe do, not look, true look into at all. It. Yeah, sorry. Um, so. I like how there's an expert on these songs as we're presenting you. You're telling everybody. You're like, <laughs> I think I heard <laughs> this one time. Right. Um, <laughs> Specter General, nothing's gonna stand in our way. Which is uh, one of my favorite Hunger. songs. Oh, so yeah. on this now, soundtrack, also known that's, as that's, Kick Axe. Yep. obviously both awesome names. Canadian uh, band. Uh, Kickaxe, um, you know, uh, we've talked about Kickaxe, so I'd like to talk about their hometown of Regina, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, 16th largest city in Canada with oh. a current population of 215,000 people. It's the capital of Saskatchewan. As described on Wikipedia, on its treeless flat plain, oh. <laughs> Regina has few topographical features other than a small spring runoff called Wascana Creek. Oh, Jesus. Is so, that the tourist like yeah, blurb? That's, that was the, the so it's talk, the Kansas yeah. of yeah. Canada? And in 1912, the Regina Cyclone destroyed much of the town. Oh, my God. And in the 1930s, the Regina Riot as it's known, brought further attention. And in the midst of the 1930s drought and the Great Depression, which hit the Canadian prairies particularly hard with their economic focus on dry land grain farming. And so somehow uh, there was something in the 30s called the Regina Manifesto that was created to Ooh. kind of... Is that anything like the Regina Monologues? Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Bravo. <laughs> um, but they've, uh, in, in, in recent years, Saskatchewan's agricultural mineral, mineral resources have come into new demand, and it has entered a new period of strong economic growth. The same could be said about kickaxe <laughs> after a long hiatus in 2003 rose from the ashes to record and release another album and they are still touring today that sounds right from their self-created uh, yeah. created wikipedia page <laughs> yes. yeah motherfuckers you didn't think you were gonna get schooled on regina but yeah. you got it yeah. already so uh let's see what we got here uh, dare to be stupid um Weird Al, he just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Absolutely. And which he well deserved and way overdue. Uh, in his speech, Weird Al had one request 
Please don't pickaxe my star. <laughs> I know it's all the rage these days, but that's not cool unless at some point in the future I do something unfathomably monstrous and evil, in which case, sure, okay, fine, go ahead. I uh, love it. Uh, look, we talked about this, but I was disappointed that when we saw Weird Al live, he did not play it in the conventional manner. And it was, uh, I was curious I, I like why the, he... I like the twist on that. He took his popular songs and played them in a different form. But I don't yeah, think this is a popular an, song. This is an original song, and he played it in a different way. Oh, it's right. a good point. Yeah, well, this whatever. wasn't a parody. I still, I still liked what he did. Or is a style it was fine. parody, not a... I would have preferred the original, but then... Uh, it was I, good. I, I, I'm still happy. As has it. been... Uh, much um, uh, announced on this show. I just want everything to sound like it does on the album. Sure, like he, he, basically, it was amazing that Ryan even went out with us to see live music. It's probably the only time that'll ever happen. Yeah. Um, Transformers theme performed by Lion, uh, written by Ford Kinder and Bryant Norman Swan and Douglas Aldrich. Lion. Lion was an American rock band best known for the theme song from the 1986 animated movie Transformers. Uh, oh, this movie. Yeah, we've already talked about all of this. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here. Oh, uh, Lion disbanded after Mark Edwards, the drummer for the band, suffered a broken neck after falling <laughs> off a cliff this. while competing in a motorcycle race. Good lord! Uh, Let's di- put the. Where should we put the motorcycle race? Oh, I'll ride next to this big drop off. That'll yeah, be cool. So, Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's sad. Um, but the other members went on to play with different groups. The the uh, guitarist Doug Aldrich is well known in the uh, rock and metal. He's played with Dio and White Snake. And um, yeah. that is all for the music portion. Caleb, thank you for covering that. Absolutely. You're very uh, I, I think we're going to go on to the initial production staff members, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Ryan Jett. I will take it. Uh, the production production staff, for those who don't know, basically the production staff, they range the gamut from overseeing the budget, allocation of fa- uh, fans, <sighs> allocation of funds, staffing, logistics, just basically making sure shit runs smoothly. Um, and so uh, I did uh, hear the uh, executive in charge of production is Jim Graziano. And I think that's how that's pronounced. Holy shit. Graziano. Graziano. Holy shit, this dude. Like, he did a ton of work. Uh, like, Transformers, Dungeons & Dragons, My Little Pony, G.I. Joe the Movie and Episodes, Jim, Dino Riders, Muppet Babies, and the 90s X-Men, which was fucking awesome. And so in researching all these people, like, who've done all this work, I'm like, ah, I wish I could reset my life. Just to, maybe I'd make better decisions. Like, so I don't have any. Uh, you still will illustrate the, um... Oh yeah, you're you gonna, you're you gonna... will still illustrate the Friedman the yes. Friedman draft. You've got, uh, this mm-hmm. is, that's your destiny. Absolute destiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, this guy Graziano's <clears throat> earliest credit is in 1978, uh, and his he, there's an abrupt stop on IMDb in 1996. Although I did find a credit of his on 19 in 1989 on StaffMeUp.com, <laughs> which sounds like Tinder for people who want to get like pegged. <laughs> You Sorry, really I wish, was really. You really wish that we had laughed hard at I that. do. I wish I'd gotten some fun. I get it. Staff me up. I'm oh, very good. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> um, and in that one, he was the producer for Night of the Headless Horseman on Fox, which is a TV movie with disgusting CGI. Like, have you guys seen the movie Food Fight? No. 
Uh, well, there's a, a nostalgia critic episode about how for a decade that movie was trying to be made, and it has the worst CGI, and it's right. fucking disgusting. Uh, anyway, is he dead? I don't know. Couldn't figure out anything past 1996. Mm. See, so moving on to the senior manager of production, Carol Weitzman. Have you got something for literally every name on nope. the screen? Okay, good. Just these two. All right. Okay, good. All right, sorry, from the top. Uh, well, so senior uh, manager of production, Carol Weitzman, um, who I... I think it's a woman. I don't know. It's spelled with an E at the end. Like, I don't know. Carol O'Connor is a guy, so I'm not sure. Um, senior VP at Sunbow Productions. And she started in 1980 and worked at Sunbow until 2001. Wow. That's and, a serious tenure. Oh, yeah. And her next one, who now, she currently works at Four Kids Productions. Uh, started in March 2002 and works there to, to now. Good for her. Yeah. Every every although I will say for four kids productions every link I found to this company was really weird and suspect. Like when I clicked into it, it seemed like I was going to download a bunch of irises. Well, I, I would I would be really hesitant to to search for four kids online anyway. It's true. Well, it's the number four, and then right oh. next to kids, so it's four kids. Yeah. Either way, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's t- uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, don't search for kids online. No, please don't. Um, um, and oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, really quickly. There is an interesting YouTube uh, video out there that shows, <coughs> for some reason, and I'm glad they did. Someone put together in chronological order every single Sunbow production logo ever. They do made. that for a lot of things. I love watching, and those. it's fascinating. Yeah, they're great. So anyway, go ahead. Oh, this is just, again, starting with the stuff where it's like all these people overlap. It's a very small world. She worked on... Um, Rocky IV. Uh, no. <laughs> but she worked on Glow Friends, Inhumanoids, Judge of the Movie, My Little Pony, Transformers, Jim, and The Tick. And it just kind of... It, it, it just fascinated me how, like, over and over as we get deeper into this, all these people connect through a bunch of different projects. Gosh, even the uh, the uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn profile of Kara Weissman is, uh, is gender unspecific. Yeah. Senior executive with extensive animation production and co-production experience. Proven track record of smoothly balancing creative integrity with PL responsibility. She got that P&L, baby. Or he. Or, or he. Or he. <laughs> a global player who's effective at formulating solutions and negotiating co-production contracts. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. General. I mean, general. We, general. Yeah, oh, go down there. Actually, does, does anybody say... Working with Carol is great. I mean, we don't have to gender people, I guess, but it's just, it would just, you know, so I could hasn't received any, but gives lots of, Mm -hmm. uh, she gives recommendations, or he. Um, She managed Richard Cronenberg, an Emmy winning video editor, uh, personally. Uh, and at least go ahead. So, like, yeah, go down and click on Four Kids Productions, and it's just like. There's a mention of the Transformers series I just saw in there. That website, like, if you try to click on it, it's really fucking strange. Security check. I'm human. See? All right, I'm not getting it. Yeah, this. exactly. It looks real <laughs> sus. That was a, I felt like that was that was a pretty good uh, high overview. Hit the, of the, production hit the senior people. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. And a lot of these, like on some of the smaller ones, you just can't find much about them, really. Uh, and also, I found that a lot of, um, especially the Asian names, are like... There's like a, a hundred of people. Oh, yeah. It's like I have no idea who, which one of these people it is. Yeah. 
So that I have the privilege of covering original concept design by none other. We've spoken of him before, Floro Dairy. And in in advance, I'd just like to thank the TF Wiki page because it definitely helps in going down these rabbit holes. And I wish I knew how and who to credit. Although I can tell that uh, Transformers superhero Chris McFeely, who has been involved with the uh, with the brand for a long time, doing a lot of stuff, and I think he plays a big role on the TF Wiki site he's all over the discussion tab so um so you get a little credit buddy <laughs> we have spoken at some length on floro dairy his influence on the visual aesthetic of transformers he is known to have simplified many of the original animation models that were originally designed by shohei kohara at the start of the series um, I think specifically they were designed for the commercials on television, but uh, really Floro Dairy and his team own character models after that. However, there's a bit more to the story of his credit as original concept design here, because um, like I said, Shohei Kohara worked the television commercial designs. Uh, they were simplified by Floro for the series, along with the designs for the rest of the first year cast. And at that point in time, the first year, they used the toys package art as reference mm -hmm. and in a lot of cases it wasn't even package art it was like rough sketches of the pack of the package art or rough sketches of even the toy design and so um so that's why there things like hound has this really outrageous squatty pistol on the television show it was really like a misforeshortened version of what he saw in the package yeah design. i mean you can see it also in the comics where like the the first couple of issues it's toy art but they also right. weren't finished with the final design so it's why they're it's so wildly different it took a while for them to catch up <laughs> with the animation models um so it, so in the first season they use the package art as reference in the second season that's when they actually uh instead of using package art that's when they actually got to use the toy themselves as the models and uh so the characters began to more closely resemble the figures uh, than they did on the season one uh, designed characters. So for the new characters in the movie, Floro actually designed those characters himself mm -hmm. from scratch, and the toys were actually based on his work. And so that is where the title or the credit of original concept design uh, comes from. Which is why they look so much better. <laughs> so is, yeah, he, because the toys, they I mean. came from him and uh, or were close to the screen, I guess. Mm -hmm. But they came from him and then were translated into toys. He talked talks uh, about loving Hot Rod and Gnaw the yep. most. He hates Wheelie. Uh, there's some very interesting and compelling rumors, and I think we've touched on this, of his alleged behavior on message boards. Uh, mm. Supposedly working undercover on Transformers message boards, using pseudonyms to exaggerate his contribution to the brand, <laughs> yes. and or confront yes. anyone who might question uh, his claims of, uh, of what he's done for the brand. And hey, Floro, we're down with your amazing work. I've seen these drawings. We think nice. you're well, and we're again, gonna, and again, with so many successful people, like uh, a lot of them are just psychopathic assholes. Because you have to be a real like asshole type A personality <laughs> to really succeed in a lot of things. Right. And I just I feel like he's one of those. Uh, personally notable. So, Mister Derry is Filipino. My wife is Filipino. So I was very excited to tell her 
you know, as all cultures do, Filipinos seem to have an inordinate amount of passion and pride when one of their own kind of makes mm-hmm. good, particularly from a pop, clo- a global pop cultural sensibility. Uh, for that's example, why we watch the man. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, you go ahead. I was gonna say that's why we, none of us have any interest in boxing, but we watch the <laughs> right, Manny yeah. Pacquiao fight. <laughs> well, no, exactly. I was gonna say so. Like, uh, I feel like all Filipinos inherently know everything about any Filipino celebrity or part Filipino celebrity. So Vanessa Hudgens, check. Manny Pacquiao was a big one. Uh, that guy from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Bruno Mars. So <laughs> so when I told her that somebody from the Pearl of the Orient Seas was one of the major contributors to this thing that I uh, love uh, second only to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuck the kids. <laughs> Uh, she was like, meh. She didn't care. <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Actually, a lot of Filipino people worked on this movie. Yeah. And it's because uh, Toei... Uh, don't get ahead of things. I don't, I don't want to get ahead. I'm just saying that <laughs> Toei outsourced a lot of stuff to f- the Philippines. Well. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't mean to bring it to a... <laughs> Welcome to the world. conversation, Philippines. Mm-hmm. Happy to have you here. <laughs> So, that, Where are, I don't even know how to transition. Um, so, uh, <laughs> that takes me to my next section here of character uh-huh. and background design. So, with the kickoff of Floro, uh, the rest of the art department, starting with, I'm assuming, 11 men here who uh, were part of his team of character and background design. I think the title says it all. These guys literally um, design, help design the characters in the backgrounds, which doesn't necessarily mean that we see their work on screen. Rather, they were kind of the more strategic planners. Sure. They the, like the sketch artists that set up the vision. For I would say what the backgrounds in this movie are amazing. Like no, I love the the, ba- the paintings, and I don't know that necessarily that's what they did, but like th- they set up what was going to be the backgrounds. And like I, yeah. I, I the animation is scatter shot, but I think like all the backgrounds are really good. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, they and much better than they were on the television program as well. Uh, but yeah, I think like a lot of the sketch. I mean, you find a lot of floral dairy sketch art out there of like scenes and backgrounds mm-hmm. and things. And I assume that's basically what it was, and it ultimately got translated in uh, cell form. But most of them, I'm not going to go through the names, but most of them, most of them were in the art and animation department for uh, for all of the Transformers series, and all of them have a long list of work and series of their name. Many worked on GI Joe, Visionaries, your favorite Dino. Riders, <laughs> <Your favorite. laughs> the, 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 the I should say Ryan's favorite Dino Riders, <laughs> uh, Robocop, various Marvel properties, and at least one. I'm not going to say who <laughs> has a credit on the uh, art department of the Oscar snubbed film. Dude, where's my car? Uh, uh, are you not going to say who because you don't know? <laughs> well, I didn't write it down. I think it might be Romeo Francisco. Why do you think that? I think I ran across Dude, Where's My Car and some of the IMDb, and I don't know why I think that. That's pure speculation. This if this episode right. should be called Pure Speculation <laughs> because we're all like, I don't know if that happened. Do it to the tune of pure imagination. Mm. Uh, Ryan. Yes. We're going to close this minute out with storyboard artists. Okay. Close this out. Let's do it. Close it out and close it up. <laughs> um, up top for our listeners, I stumbled across a site which I think has every Transformers the Movie storyboard. And that is tfraw.blogspot. Blogspot. Blogspot. <laughs> blog, don't Google Blogspot. That is something completely don't, different. Don't Google tfraw. <laughs> <laughs> tfraw.blogspot.com. 
dot com, whatever. I'll paste post a link. Don't do it. <laughs> Tfraw.blogspot.com. It does. Dot com. Yeah. I might have just been jerking off. I can't remember. Um, another weird thing is that a lot of these, cr- the, the, the artist crew seem to use pseudonyms. Uh, or like other names, and I'm like, I don't know if they're committing crimes or that's just common where you work on movies and use a different name. Um, and up top, I want to also apologize to our Asian listeners because I'm sure I'm going to fuck up some of these names. Uh, I'm not a linguist. I will be someday, but not today. So going uh, uh, here we go. I'm just I, I actually basically just did like some a short like. Here's what they worked on. Here's maybe an interesting fact about them. Uh, Del Barras, uh, the first credit is with the Transformers series, also worked on G.I. Joe, Captain Planet, X-Men, and is currently still working as a storyboard artist. That's not an interesting fact. He wasn't that interesting. Um, Peter Chung, (laughs) uh, he worked on the Transformers series um, and the original Aeon Flux for Liquid TV, Mm. which we, Aaron and I, uh, I at least enjoyed. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Caleb liked um, it too, everybody. Lots of rug, rug, lots of Rugrats work, and um, also was the animation supervisor for Cops. Bum, 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 bum. That's right, fighting that crime, and that's fighting crime. crime today, which is more in the future than yesterday. Yeah, we realize, <laughs> that's right. we realize, we realize, you're watching this in the past. <laughs> so fuck you. Uh, he was also the production assistant on Last Man Standing with that Bruce Willis movie, which uh, was a, a remake of uh, a Fistful uh, of Dollars. Akira Kurosawa's um, Yojimbo, which was remade by, uh, as a Fistful of Dollars. I believe that that is an inspiration. This was a direct no. remake. Anyway, but, all right. All right. Um, so we go on to Jim Gomez, um, who is credited as James Gomez. Uh, this guy did a lot of cool shit: He Man, She Ra, GI Joe, T- Tiny Toons, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, I noticed he was married to someone that had their own IMDb page, uh, Louis Garneau, since 1985. And I, I, I kind of hoped that it was Transformers that brought them together. But, uh, nah, it was just uh, his husband had acted a little bit, and that's it. So, oh, yeah, right. it could have been better. <laughs> but right, well. I just, uh, that was fun. Um, Ernie. I would have liked it better if Rocky Five brought them together. The worst of all. <laughs> the worst meeting meet cute ever. <laughs> Rocky Five, who nobody likes. Ernie Guanlao? G.I. Joe Transformers. Guanlao. Guanlao. He is a. Guanlao. Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, X Men, and Kim Possible. He's a Libra. Su Young Jong. He was mainly directed something called Space Transformer. Su Young Chung. Yeah, that's what I said, I think. Um, and then also did 25 episodes of a TV series in 1996 called Jesus, A Kingdom Without Frontiers, hmm. which just made, like, I looked it up and I was like, it just made me think of the Squidbillies every time I see a picture of Jesus. I just think, hey, thank you, white Jesus. I, don't know, I, guess I never really watched that show. Um, David Shin, he has the smallest number of credits so far. Um, he did some Batman Beyond, some Superman. Couldn't find anything else because David Shin is like, the again, the Asian version of like John Smith. Um, the, uh, saying Il Sim, um, this guy had two fascinating credits. One is a current, uh, uh, show on Adult Swim called Mike Tyson Mysteries, which is a macabre comedy, retired boxing champion Mike Tyson, his brainy adopted Asian American daughter, a friendly but wimpy gay gentleman ghost, and a cursed, perverse, mean-spirited talking pigeon solve weird mysteries together. Sounds like the ghost of the iconic moment. Would be yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he also is, is credited as a food and food stylist on a bunch of stuff. So, as far as I know, the ghost of the iconic moment is uh, cisgendered and and straight. Absolutely, but, but I don't know honestly anything really about it that could, guy. I mean, do we really know anything at all about him? I don't think so. He's mysterious. Yeah. And lastly, we have Romeo Tanghall, which is I'm sure not how it is pronounced. Uh, did Transformers, Jim, GI Joe, the series and the movie, and there's a gap of like ten years. Where he comes back to do one episode of Extreme Dinosaurs, and I just did uh, after a cursory Google result, I figured out, oh, he's an award-winning Filipino comic book artist who worked on Batman and Teen Titans. That is pronounced Romeo Tangal. Yeah, I know. I was being funny. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Or just an asshole. I'm sure he appreciates that. <laughs> yeah. Are you listening, Romeo? I'm done. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of this minute, everybody. Um, Next time on the Autobot Decepticon. We're going to talk animation. We're going to talk editing. We're going to talk story consulting. We're going to talk the art of sound recording with our main man, Mike Seibert of Mike Seibert Radio. So look forward to that next week. And look forward to TFCon Chicago, where mm-hmm. we're going to be. While you're listening to this, we're going to be doing that. In the elevator. Oh, you remember what's going on there. Oh, yeah, baby. And uh, so, but uh, but uh, if you haven't bought your tickets yet and you'd like to do something that day, go ahead and go to that, October 26th through 28th. And aside from that, we'll continue to be on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. And go to our shop, which is definitely operating by now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh you can find us at APOD Decast in all of those various social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we'll be loading up the web presence at autopoddecepticast.com with lots of little nooks and crannies of information. Mm-hmm. Just like, right? yeah, absolutely. There's going to be, these episodes have a lot of connectivity where there's going to be some fun stuff on the website. It's just going to be a lot of rocky shit. It's all, I just put the whole movie Rocky up yeah, just, just over and over. Rocky 5, like specifically. Like rocky 5, yes. All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Do you think anybody's listening to these episodes? Yeah. Sure they are. I'm sure. And uh, they had sorority babes with the slime ball bowlerama on there. I don't know why you think I would know that somehow. I was on Up All Night a couple of times. I thought you might have caught it. I don't remember any Up All Night movies except for that. What about the one with uh, the big fat sheriff with a big black beard? (laughs) That was, uh, I do remember that joke. I remember that joke by Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, it was Sheriff Big Fat Slob with a big black beard. (laughs) That's also the only thing I remember. I can't remember what movie that was. Um, I also remember the movie where the kid shrunk down and ended up in a vagina. Yes, he shrunk down and he was on the bicycle seat and got inside a girl's underwear and she gave her an orgasm in class. He was getting all wet and he was getting splashed on. <laughs> he got doused in liquid, yeah. And so like there was stupid. her pubic hair were like big tree trunks, kind of like Unicron's hand. <laughs> Yeah, the way uh, the way it's discussed in the uh, what do you the your version your My script. script yeah. Okay, we now have a social sharing logo. Brussels, Brussels, where we sell good. <laughs>